Facebook, if you've added seven friends uh, in ten days and your feed looks exciting, you're yeah. going to keep coming back to it. What you're saying is, if I've done, I mean, I'm just putting placeholders here. Yeah, sure. A set of invoices in there, let's say three, four, five. What comes out of it is enough for you to now get excited to continue doing this. Exactly. In some exactly. sense, okay. And exactly. that's where a lot of your nudging slash clearing will happen that I need to get this user to this uh, aha moment in some sense. What kind of so, milestones do you put to that uh, kind of journey? So I would say more uh, rather instead of those aha moments, na, I need the user to be comfortable with my mm. product. I'll tell you where it differs from for a product like ours to any other consumer facing sure. product. Uh, with any other consumer facing product, it's pretty much like, you know, the novelty aspect of it or the way you capture their attention. Hmm. For a product like ours, and you can call it a good thing, you can call it a bad thing. It is about the level of comfort, the ease of comfort or convenience they have with a product like ours. Okay. If I go a step back and if you look at the mobile banking apps from the traditional lenders or traditional mm. banks rather it took them a while to get users on boarded to the application mm. why because the ease of comfort was not there uh, the trust to it and there's the usability See, UX to these it. are traditional banks right? huh. so on banks people have trust sure. what they don't have trust on is the technology Sure. When they had started. That's a very interesting nuance, right? In some sense, I mean, ICICI is a great bank, but the app, am I comfortable mobile banking yet or not? That's Wouldn't you rather just go, not maybe you, but let's say... My mother, your, of course, yeah, she'd much rather parents. have a bank branch transaction and all of that stuff instead of dealing with the mobile app. Exactly. Hmm. You would rather have that face-to-face -face communication. Hmm. But yeah, of course, our generation, of course, and the generations after, we are more comfortable but doing in everything. in fact, not dealing with this customer, right? Your typical customer exactly. is actually that guy who's still distrusting of technology at some exactly, level. Exactly, exactly. Mm. And uh, that's how, right? Uh, that's where what I'm saying is that right now what I just, the example that I gave you, it's pretty much like a digital journey and our communication is also pretty digital. Mm. However, what we have also seen working and this is where I would like to uh, quote one small experiment, a very small sure. experiment with just about 200 mm. users we had done. Mm. Mm. 100 users. Uh, like two groups, 100-100, a very small uh, segment. What we had done is one is, of course, see our uh, nudges, our uh, cycles, all of it is already set and we've revisited whenever needed, sure. all that jazz. Mm. Both sets are getting the same sort of communication. Mm. One set, we did manual interventions. So on day 45, uh, one of our customer success team members they reached out to them hmm. and uh, they just asked like how, again like your how relationship, you relationship management. how you hmm. are doing and all that and uh, they also asked are you uh, like are you finding our platform to be useful do you think you know uh, it serves everything that you wanted or you know is everything discoverable for you okay right that's the question we asked. We didn't ask that, what do you want? What Third one seems to be fairly interesting from a nuanced perspective, but okay, what came out of it? Uh, what came out of it is that apart from that one module because of certain nudges that they would have used, they actually didn't realize that there were so many other features of the product. An issue. Exactly. True. Because it's also to do with what habit formation is, right? I mean... Despite whatever WhatsApp has done and putting that little piece of rupee in front of your face, 
the adoption of whatsapp pay is still zilch simply because you just go to whatsapp yeah. to send messages and pictures but you do open a google pay to make payments yeah so interesting but then how do you solve for it because so short answer we are still trying of course <laughs> we are still trying but one of the ways we wanted to tackle this is you know redesigning the home page and what we huh. realized is that how do i bring that customized customized user experience to a user very interesting because i am able to draw a fairly straight parallel with a bunch of other conversations i've been having because what typically tends to happen is we have 10 different offerings to make a uh, user might have preference for one or two may not be for all 10 if you going to show him all 10 chances that he'll the attention is diffused and no action is taken yeah. because choice paralysis happens and he's just going to uh, blank out and move on to yeah. something that he is anyways inclined towards and if you were to reduce the number of choices in front of him chances that he'll take the next action are better exactly so instead of showing him all 10 you show only the next two which are the most likely ones and then you kind of graduate him through the journey exactly hmm. exactly what also worked for us however was uh, um we wanted to try out like for example uh if a user is let's say they haven't really understood the banking module they have been using the invoicing but they haven't really explored the banking module what we did was uh if the user is not activated uh when they are creating the invoice we just sent a small nudge saying um would you be collecting money from this bank account not connected use our this thing and you can get it directly here hmm. that sort of a communication so very tactically timely nudge is doing something relevant Hmm. And this is an automated thing which is triggered by the kind of action yeah. the user is taking on the platform. Obviously, creating the triggers is hell. I wouldn't lie. <laughs> creating But the logic. But to identify the right kind of uh, trigger to make itself is the intellectually a challenging part. Execution should be easy. Execution is easy, hmm. but again, that identifying the pattern. Right? Sure. That's where all of your product analytics and the funnels come into picture, right? This is the multiple stages where this kind of nudges might make a difference and this is where i would say and this is something mm. that uh, i haven't heard a lot of uh, marketers who specifically focuses on retention mm. do or at least i haven't heard is uh, user behavior study i'll tell you where so what they will do is of course they will look at the graphs they will look at the numbers they will look at the charts everything but what uh, marketer focused on user acquisition will do in terms of uh, market research and directly talking to the user somewhere uh, retention marketers are falling short of that interesting you know we did have this conversation right before we started the recording around the territory being more product less marketing or a combination of both and uh, that's the overlap/handshake place and what you're describing right now is actually a product experience related nudge So should this be uh, executed and owned by the product junta, or should this be owned and executed by the marketing or retention teams? And that's where the boundaries can get a little blurry when the growth team gets involved. Now, yeah. the growth team is supposed to have minds and heads from both sides to actually make all of this happen. So what I hear you say is the subjective side of understanding user nuances are not as uh, actively being pursued by the retention folks as they are by the acquisition folks. Yeah. Is there a structural reason to it, or is it more like a matter of time where people will start doing this? I think it's a matter of time. Yeah. Because, like you said, and uh, this, uh, see, what we have been focusing on, pretty much as a market, is aggressive user acquisition. Of course. Retention is now <laughs> coming into problem. picture. Exactly. Yeah, but in your case, I mean, that's where it's going to come to, right? When you talk about lifetime value, and that's where the retention, cross-selling, up-selling, all those components become interesting. You've given a loan. There is a certain level of 
fees that you might have made on this, but that's likely not going to cover your acquisition mm. cost, which means it's you not. want him to either buy some it's of those It's crucial for me that they, at the end of the day, become a paid user for me. Fair. So, which is where uh, the SaaS tools you're talking about around invoice yeah. management, around other financial operations, are these paid tools? Yes, yes, they are. Now we're talking. 